Welcome to the Planning Gathering Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Sullivan, a wedding coordinator, floral designer, and thrift-obsessed mom of two. I'm here to give you the truth about wedding planning, the real process, the real people behind them, and the -the behind-the-scenes details you wish you knew about weddings. Welcome to the Planning Gathering. My name is Emily Sullivan, and I believe that weddings tell a story, and planning one shouldn't be complicated. My mission is to help real couples plan their real wedding, empower them to make their own choices, and create a wave of positive change in the wedding industry. The planning gathering is for real couples who want to plan a real wedding, for the couple that has a set budget and wants to stick to it. It is for couples who want to have an awesome wedding day full of love, fun, and no stress. For the couple who wants to make more informed choices that tell their story rather than based on what is trending or expected. If this sounds like you, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the planning gathering. On this podcast, I'm going to give you insights on what has worked best for past couples and what didn't. I'm going to share ways to curate a great wedding experience that is everything you want it to be, even if you're on a budget. I will have conversations with wedding industry professionals about their work, what goes into it, what works, what doesn't, and when you should or should not hire a vendor. We are going to talk about the crazy stuff that happens sometimes and the good moments. I think weddings are fascinating. Each one is completely different, but every wedding tells a story of the two people who are choosing to combine lives. It's beautiful. Five years ago, I found myself working at a wedding venue on a farm with no prior experience in either. I went out and I bought the Knots Wedding Guide at Goodwill to learn about weddings and dove headfirst into working with couples and on the wedding days from the venue side of things. I learned a lot in that first year. It was a crash course, but I was definitely hooked. Wedding after wedding, I noticed a few trends. There was rarely a solid plan for setting up and cleaning up the wedding. No one person knew everything that was supposed to be happening. And I saw a ton of stress and many unhappy couples, family, and friends on a day that everybody should be enjoying. They definitely needed more communication and organization at the very least. Most couples who got married at this venue were on a tight budget, and that's why they hadn't hired a professional coordinator or event planner. Totally understandable. I'm absolutely the type of person that will figure out a way to do it myself or get really thrifty before I pay someone else to do something. But without the guidance of a professional event planner, they were in over their head with accommodating, feeding, entertaining 100 plus guests for about five hours. That requires a lot of moving parts that have to happen fast and at the right time. Making sure that happens requires attention to detail and quite a few hours of work before the wedding. And then I started to look at wedding blogs. The big wedding blogs, the not so big blogs, the trendy blogs, and the offbeat blogs. Well, it's not true for every one of them, The bigger sites were all about expensive, trendy, or showcase details. They had photos of gorgeous people, crazy cool gowns, massive flower installations, and an incredible amount of detail. 
The thing everyone desired to be was plastered all over those sites and all over Pinterest. Yet there was little to no talk about the relationship and, you know, the reason you're having a wedding, which is the ceremony. It's just a lot of pressure to spend a lot of money on details and decorations and then not a lot of guidance for how to actually plan and organize a wedding. I stopped working at the wedding venue in favor of starting my own wedding coordination business. I wanted to work with couples for the last few months of wedding planning and be in charge of their wedding day so that they, their family, and friends could enjoy the day fully. You can't do that if you're stressing about things going right on top of the roller coaster of emotions you're feeling as a participant in a wedding. I made it my job to ensure that they got to enjoy that. But the reality became that I was spending a lot of time on each wedding because there was always a lot of loose ends left to plan towards those final weeks. I had to charge more to account for the time and resources I ended up spending on each wedding, making sure that everything was going to run smooth. My time is valuable to me because I had two babies over that time period. So if I was averaging 30 hours to plan and then the wedding day for each day of coordination event, um, I had to bring an assistant with me to cover all the ground on a wedding day and business expenses like insurance and licensing. My prices rose and quickly caught up with the average service prices of the industry. And that meant that I was no longer able to help the couples on a budget, which was my original mission. So that's why I'm really pumped about this podcast, because it provides me a way to get back to my original mission of helping the average couple who probably can't afford a wedding coordinator. The truth is, not everyone can afford a wedding either, but they do it anyways. There's a lot of pressure on couples to have a big, detailed wedding celebration. We idolize celebrity weddings. Our Pinterest boards are filled with more styled photo shoots and inspiration shoots than real weddings. $25,000 is the average wedding spending in the United States. There's a lot of pressure on couples to have a big wedding. They forget that the point of a wedding is to be married and then celebrate. So many other details are stressed over that sometimes couples don't plan their ceremony until less than a month before their wedding. I found out that some couples had gone into debt to pay for their wedding, including my services. It did not sit well with me. There's so much pressure to start your marriage by spending large amounts of money to host such a big guest list that your mom's co-workers are there. I saw that was a very terrible quality of the wedding industry. It kind of set up a small spark then, and the next time I was burnt out at the end of an incredibly busy season, and I was very pregnant with a whole lot of hormones, I wanted to quit. Instead, I decided to try to help couples in a different way. I wanted to put together a workshop to teach couples how to plan their wedding like a professional by having discussions and lessons led by local industry professionals. I would order catering, rent dishes, design the space, and then I would talk to the couple about how much it all cost and why each piece worked into my vision for that workshop. I named this workshop the Planning Gathering. 
When I wasn't able to sell any spots in my workshop and I wasn't able to secure the sponsors I needed to pull it off because I was terrible at marketing and pitching myself, I began to outline and draft an online course to teach couples how to plan their wedding. I created free planning resources that I shared in my blog. It definitely wasn't perfect, but I could see the vision and I was trying to take steps to make it real. But then I began to let my lack of self-confidence take over and I no longer felt like I was the right person to be telling people what to do. Over the next year and a half, I filled in notes, questions, and ideas into a little journal with my original planning gathering logo taped to the front as I worked through another two seasons of weddings. I also worked on my anxiety and confidence that, yes, I can definitely share what I know and hopefully at least one person will benefit from it. Before we get any further talking about weddings, let's define a wedding. According to the dictionary, a wedding is a marriage ceremony and the celebration that follows. That leaves a lot up for interpretation. A wedding could be a group of a few people gathered in the middle of nowhere, or it could be a public event shown on television around the world, and it could be anything in between. No matter how many people are in attendance, a wedding ceremony is always intimate. Two people are making a public declaration of their lifelong commitment to one another. That is a big deal. And often we treat it like a side note to the rest of the wedding. Don't get me wrong, it is totally okay to want to throw a fun party and also somewhere in there have a ceremony. That's what my husband and I did. For us, we were throwing a five-year anniversary party and also getting married. It was 15 minutes out of the whole day. There were so many special moments and cool details around the ceremony. But because we made the ceremony our own, because the words told our story, and we were surrounded by family and friends, it was definitely the most important part. It was intimate. You're going to feel the same emotions whether you are standing in a wedding straight out of your Pinterest board or alone with a few close people. I do think that details matter, especially the ones that are important to you. If you spend your time and energy on a few key details that are the most important, your wedding will be far more enjoyable. I'm sure not going into debt at the beginning of your marriage would be a positive thing too. So what is a wedding? Well, a marriage ceremony and the celebration that follows. What does that look like for you? That is up to you to decide. Asking and answering a lot of questions about what you want is how you'll define your wedding with the feelings and experiences you choose to include. How do you want your wedding ceremony to be? Where do you want to be? Who do you want to be around? What do you want to taste? What do you want to experience? How do you want to feel? How much can you afford to spend? I can't tell you what your wedding is. You have to define that yourself. Once it's defined, decisions about what to include, where to spend your money, how many people to invite, and more become easier. Knowing your end game will help you figure out the steps to get there and keep track of getting those steps done. And you can be confident that what you are planning is something you will actually enjoy. Two people with two different stories choosing to combine theirs 
sharing the experience with people they want to celebrate with. That's a wedding. There are countless ways to create one, and each tells a unique story. Weddings are fascinating. Thank you for being here and listening to my first podcast. This is one of those big scary goals that pushes me out of my comfort zone. I have a big drive to help couples have a better approach to their wedding, and that means getting a little uncomfortable and simply doing it. I'm grateful that you're listening, and I hope you'll continue. Next week, I'm going to go more in-depth about wedding ceremonies, how to write your draft script, who to officiate your wedding, and all of the logistics of a wedding ceremony. (laughs) 